Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. as Clark Kent and Bucky Taylor check the names of all affiliated with the World Peace Organization for a possible clue, the man without a face rehearses his plot to plunge the world into chaos. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, after you've followed the adventures of your favorite characters in the funny papers for a long, long time, you feel almost as if you know them personally. Sure, as if they're old friends. And that's one reason why those nifty comic buttons in the new series are such swell prizes for Kellogg's Pep to be putting out. Because the pictures of your funny sheet favorites are real speaking likenesses. You'd know them anywhere. Like Chief Brandon, for instance, with his official uniform and his cap. Or Beezy, fat and laughing and so jolly. Or Superman himself, complete with bright blue jersey and red cape flying in the wind. Yes, sir, these characters are straight from the funny papers. Done up in full comic strip colors, too. Boy, you'll want to collect all 18 buttons in the new series. And you can, too. Sure, easy as anything. You just ask Mom to get you plenty of Kellogg's Pep and look inside each package for your prize. Now, you don't send in a single penny, not even a box stop. And you can't buy these comic buttons anywhere. You get them from Kellogg's Pep. And Pep gives you a mighty slick dish for breakfast, too. A bowl of these golden toasted whole wheat flakes is something to cheer about. So crisp and tender and full of catchy flavor. That's the dish for breakfast, gang. P-E-P. The sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. Just before Daily Planet foreign correspondent Hobie Taylor was murdered, he told his 13-year-old son Bucky that a sinister individual known only as the Man Without a Face was perfecting a plot to wreck the World Peace Organization. Taylor mentioned the names of two men, which Bucky later forgot. But Clark Kent, who, as we know, is Superman, hoped that Bucky would recognize the names if he saw them, and he took the boy to the headquarters of the World Peace Organization in Metropolis. Unaware that the Man Without a Face had also just arrived in the city, 
and had issued a secret command to his henchmen to stand by for immediate action. As we continue now in a room in the Peace Organization headquarters, Kent and Bucky sit at a table where Bucky pours over long lists of names. Listen. Well, the two names Dad mentioned aren't on this list, Mr. Kent. What list is that, Bucky? Let's see. Undersecretaries to the delegates at large. All right, now have a look at this list of delegates, Bucky. When you get through that, there are still more. Oh, jeepers, how many people are connected with the World Peace Organization, anyhow? Great many. Delegates and their staffs, specialists in public relations, newspapers, radio, movies, education, secretaries and clerks, servants, and a lot more. Oh, boy, what do they need so many for? Well, it takes a lot of work, Bucky, patient work. First to break down the old feuds and mistrust among nations... And then to get them to work together in friendship and understanding. But that's the only way we can preserve peace. And unless we do, Bucky, the next war with atomic weapons may destroy the whole world. Yeah, that's exactly what Dad used to say. Oh, golly, if only I could remember those two names he mentioned. Keep looking, Bucky. I've got a hunch they're somewhere in these lists, and I have a feeling we haven't much time. Why do you say that? Because the man without a face thinks you're dead. That there's no chance of anyone finding out what he's up to until it's too late. That means he'll act at any moment, any time. Sheepers. Only I didn't get so dizzy. Dizzy? What's the matter, son? Don't you feel well? Oh, sure, but all these names, row after row of them and page after page. Well, now, Gosh, look, I've got I... an idea. Suppose I read the names out loud and you just sit back and listen. How'll that be? Oh, gee, that ought to help a lot, Mr. Kent. Okay, here goes then. Close your eyes if you like, but listen closely, Bucky. Are you ready? Shoot. Arbuckle. Ashley. Atwater. Betsy. Clark Kent calls out name after name to young Bucky Taylor. A limousine rolls into a fashionable suburb a few miles away, passes through a gate, and comes to a stop before a large house surrounded by tall hedges. A liveried chauffeur opens the door, and a tall man holding the loose sleeve of his overcoat over his face steps swiftly from the car and goes into the house. As he enters, two middle-aged, distinguished-looking men rise to their feet, then start in surprise as they recognize their visitor. A man who wears a flat, dull gray mask where his face should be. You, Count von Ruder. Why are you so surprised? Did you not receive word that I was in Metropolis? Yes, but you have never appeared in person before. Always we heard only your voice. The time has come for action. I have recovered the story that Taylor, the Daily Planet correspondent, wrote about us before our men liquidated him. Good, But what of the boy his father had told him about? The boy, plan. Bucky Taylor, has joined his father. You mean dead. I saw to that myself in the old castle at Cap Greenay. So now we need have no further fears. We are free to act. Good. At last. That is why I came to tell you myself. I wish to make certain that you are fully prepared for your mission. That you are letter perfect in every detail so that nothing can now go wrong. We are prepared. Fully prepared. We have observed our men every day for the past two years. We have studied every detail of their dress, their speech, their habits. That is true. For myself, I feel I know my men almost as well as I know myself. And I am likewise confident. Excellent. Tomorrow, then, we act. Tomorrow. But what of those men, Renasi and Salim Shah? They will be taken care of tonight. After a certain dinner party, they will both attend. Masks will be made of their faces, and tomorrow you, Bergson, and you, Milch, will appear before the full assembly of the World Peace Organization as Renasi and Salim Shah, the noted men of peace. At that time, with no one aware that you have assumed the identities of those two delegates, you will read these declarations. What are they about? Here they are. Read them. Let me see. They are here. But this... 
Have you prepared enough evidence to, to make what I'm a... Uh, and to say uh, be a true count? Don't worry. Everything is prepared, Braxton. Then this will split the peace organization wide open. It will wreck it. Exactly, my friends. When we have finished, there will be no more world peace organization. I hope you are aware that this may well bring on war. Well, if it does, let it. The men who back me, powerful isolationists throughout the world, wish the end of the peace organization for their own purposes. For myself, as one deprived of his estates and position, I wish it too. Yeah, I understand. Yes, I welcome another war. And this time it will not be fought on German soil. Since there is little left in Germany to destroy, the other nations will annihilate each other with their atomic weapons. And Germany will then rise again. Exactly. That is my ultimate goal and fondest hope. Wonderbar, Bergson, pour the wine. We will drink a toast to Count von Luder and to the new yeah, Germany. Yeah, it is a pleasure. Wait. There is no time for toasts. There is much to be done this afternoon and tonight. Right now, I wish to see you two impersonate the delegates Rinasi and Salim Shah. Also, I wish to hear you read the declarations which will, I hope, put an end to the World Peace Organization. You first, Bergson. Read as if you are Delegate Rinasi. As the man without a face and his two henchmen rehearsed their plot to wreck the World Peace Organization, Clark Kent has read aloud list after list of names of men connected with the organization to young Bucky Taylor, who, with his hands cupped over his eyes, sits concentrating on each name. Rawlings, Raymond. Hey, you aren't falling asleep, are you, Bucky? Are you kidding, Mr. Kent? Just keep going. I'm with you. Oh, good boy. <clears throat> Reber, Robertson, Rumley, Renassi, Sampwell. That's it. What? Sampwell? No, no, the name you read just before. Re, re, uh... Renassi? That's it. And now I remember the other name my father told me, too. Yes, what was it? It, it was... Oh, wait a minute, I just had it. Another strange kind of a name, uh, sort of Arabic or... Oh, yeah, Salim Shah, that's it. Salim Shah? Right, those are the two names, Mr. Kent. Renasi and Salim Shah. Well, are you sure, Bucky? I'm positive. Those are the two guys my father said are working with a man without a face. But that's impossible, Bucky. That... There must be some mistake. No, no, there isn't, Mr. Kent. I remember Dad telling me those names. Renasi well, and... wait a minute, son. There's something wrong, I tell you. Luigo Renassi and Salim Shah are both fine men with wonderful reputations as fighters for world peace. Jeepers. Why, they've been leaders in the world peace movement all their lives. First in their own countries and now in the world peace organization. No kidding. Definitely. Those two men couldn't possibly be mixed up with a vile character like the man without a face. Gee whiz, if that's so, I can't understand why Dad would give me their names in connection with this plot against the organization. I can't imagine, Bucky. This has me stumped. Really stumped. <laughs> His face lined with thought, Clark Kent tries to understand what Hobie Taylor intended when he gave his son the names of the two noted men of peace. Will Kent find the answer, and in time, we'll be back in a moment for the exciting climax of today's episode. So stand by. Say, gang, are you planning to send any Easter greetings to your friends? Well, be sure that you seal the envelopes with an Easter seal put out by the National Society for Crippled Children and Adults. Because every time you buy Easter seals, and every time you mail a letter or a postcard with an Easter seal on it, you're helping to keep that fine society going. 
And you know how much good they do giving valuable services to folks who are crippled and can't take care of themselves so well. So make sure that mom and dad buy their quota of Easter seals this year and chip in some of your allowance, too. You'll be giving good help to crippled children all over the country. In the headquarters of the World Peace Organization, young Bucky Taylor has just remembered the names his father told him before he died. The names of two men apparently connected with the mysterious plot directed by the man without a face. But Clark Kent said... There must be something wrong, Bucky, because those two men, Luigo Renassi and Salim Shah, are great leaders in the fight for world peace. Why, they're absolutely beyond suspicion. Jeepers. This has me stumped, Bucky. Really stumped. Oh, gosh, me too, Mr. Kent. Only thing I can figure is that your father must have meant something else. Oh, if only we'd been able to get his written story of the plot before our faceless friend did. Oh, yeah, it was all my fault. No, if I hadn't no. talked in that old castle... Well, there might be some angle I don't see, some answer to what your father meant. Try to remember, Bucky, try to remember anything he said about the the plot or about Renassi and Salim Shah. I've been trying to remember, Mr. Kent, but it's no soap. Well, okay, then, let's try it from another angle. Let's see if we can figure out how anyone who wanted to wreck the World Peace Organization could hope to make use of two irreproachable men like Renassi and Salim Shah. Gee, I can't imagine. No, neither can I. On the surface, it's ridiculous. <laughs> this doesn't add up at all. Unless... Wait, Bucky. Huh? Got an idea. Yeah, what? It's crazy, far-fetched, but maybe, just maybe, I've hit on it. Come on, son. Grab your coat and hat. We're going places. Well, you are where, Mr. Kent? First to the office of Stuart Morgan, chief of the federal investigators attached to the World Peace Organization. Let's go, son. Maybe we're on the right track at last. Seizing his cap and coat, Bucky Taylor follows Clark Kent from the room, en route to the office of chief federal investigator Stuart Morgan. Has Kent discovered the plot of the man without a face? And will he be able to prove and stop it in time? The first act of the plotters against the World Peace Organization is set to take place tonight. And the second and big act, when they expect to split the organization and perhaps even plunge the world into another terrible war, is scheduled for tomorrow. Tomorrow's episode is packed with thrills and suspense, gang, and a startling surprise. So don't miss it. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, gang, do you know how crisp Kellogg's Rice Krispies are? Well, they're so crisp they snap, crackle, and pop in milk. Sure, that's their song of crispiness. It means these golden bubbles of oven-popped rice are crisp as crisp can be. And whenever you see those famous little elves snap, crackle, and pop in cartoons or on the Rice Krispies package, think of how light and delicate and crisp this grand breakfast dish is. Tomorrow morning, ask Mom for the one and only snap, crackle, and pop cereal, Kellogg's Rice Krispies. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs>